to be or not to be? That is the question. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Don't be so dramatic. Hello and welcome to Don't Be So Dramatic. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. Welcome everyone to episode eight. Yay. Yay. So this week we haven't got a guest on the show, but uh, we thought we'd do a podcast with just us two, like we did the first couple, seeing as as we're the hosts. And um, we've got some things to talk about. Yes. Um, We're recording live from the Young Vic Theatre today, aren't we? Yes, we certainly are. It's very exciting. Very nice little um, meeting Small rehearsal room yes. above the bar. It's very nice. Yes. yes, and I haven't been here before, so it's nice to come in here. I've yes. walked past it, but I've never been in, so I no, haven't actually seen anything. It is very here. nice because um, I'm a direct on the director's theatre program here, so I've come here occasionally to do workshops and be a part of workshops, and so it's a really nice building. And they've got two theatres here: the main house and the small and the studio. So, uh, although the studio is not small, no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's a great nice place to be yes yes and they've got a musical on at the moment haven't they've they? got the musical on at the moment which is called the scottsboro boys yes the scottsboro boys which is from america it's uh, written by Kendra neb that wrote uh, chicago cabaret and all that sort of stuff and it's directed and choreographed by the fabulous susan stroman who's a very big tony award-winning director lady yeah um but it's got a very i've had i haven't seen it myself but a couple of friends have seen it and think that it's just beautiful and it's got a very it's quite a serious story about it uh, in it sorry um so yes yeah, so i'm well, looking forward to going to seeing that myself with its 12 tony award yes thing. so i i want to go see it as well because i think it's uh it looks good it looks mm. like it's going to be good and obviously heard good things about it so yeah so we're recording um from here today and we've got a few things to talk about we've got some um we want to talk about the guests that we've had on and hope everyone's enjoyed the shows that we've done so far. There's a lot of exciting things. We've, we did a bit of a brainstorming session probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes. and, we've, and, and, we, and maybe we can talk possibly about some of the guests we have coming on yes, as well. Yes, so the, obviously we've had um, uh, Eva Konojeska. Yes, was well done th- for getting her surname yes. correct. I'll never, I'll never, I'll be very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. She, uh, she came in like a ball of fire, wasn't she? she yeah, was, she had a lot of energy, and uh, and I remember in the podcast, I was just had my hands in the air all the time. Yeah, uh, because everything she said was so uh, I, I I personally agreed with, and it was just about I, I, what's so interesting is the life coach and yeah. the uh, uh, acting coach is such a great interesting combination because when you are with actors it's, it, you can read their body language as well and their body language is not necessarily connected with what they're doing and that's not because they're not a good actor or not because they're not connected with what they're doing but there's something else possibly going on yeah and uh, she said that she was very good at connecting with that mm. and um and i can understand by her saying i'm so, sort of helping with that without letting them know they're going to help them. Yeah. It actually frees up their acting as well, as well as whatever's going on. And she, you know, she said they go, oh, I didn't know. And she goes, yes, well, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can't tell you how I knew. That was really interesting to to uh, listen to what she had to say about that. Yeah, there's a lot of things hit home. and fascinating. Mm, and, and, um, you know, obviously she's done, she did her um, master's, I think she said, at Central and studying all the great... Actor, acting chiefs yeah. uh, and using a lot of them and and using none of them and using some of them, whatever, which is a great 
great. Cool. Yeah. So that was a good. So that was very nice to speak it's to Eva. Yeah, yeah, she was really interesting. And and then we had uh, we did a couple of podcasts with Charlie, who's now back. Um, Charlie Brunson's now back. He's now back in the country. He's now back in the country. He did a workshop. He, he did a workshop play. Um, it was very secret. Yes. Um, I think it was at the Steiner Theatre, which is in uh, Regent's Park. It was, a, it was a, a sort of a, I think it was a rehearsed reading. Or, oh no, it was just a sat down reading, I think. Um, and that went very well. That was with uh, Sharon D. Clark was in that. And it was um, cast by David Grinrod. And so so mm. apparently that went very well. I didn't really hear much about him. But he's going to do Panto soon. Is he? And I can't remember where. So he won't <laughs> like me for that. But, I can't um, We'll have to get him back on the show, yeah, and see what he's up to, and and find out a bit more. Yeah, and then we had Tilly, 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 Tilly. Yes, who was lovely, lovely Tilly. Um, again, again, my hands were in the air, going yeah, because because she, she just, uh, I, I would imagine, because obviously she's the audition doctor. That's her sort of thing, mm. as well as being a very very good actress and coach but i would imagine people feeling very comfortable with her yes. very soon on as soon as they met her yes because she's uh she's got that kind of energy she's got a, a nice energy of 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 being kind but also uh, uh, of not bullshitting you at yeah. the same time yeah so she's probably one of those people that would stop you after a line and say right okay <laughs> you, um, you could be a little bit like that yeah, too though. that's true <laughs> okay. it's not a bad thing right, let's just stop there um <laughs> so but i think she has she probably her students probably go back to her a lot a lot i would have thought because um because she has uh had great passion and and and, uh, and a joy to speak to so mm. that, was, that was very nice it's interesting the people that we're meeting and the people we're talking to seem to have it's the same ideas that you know you've got and the same perspective on it Yes, this is this sort of trying to do nothing but but do everything. Yes, it's interesting because yes, because obviously my uh, every, uh, people we have been speaking to are very are on that similar line, and it's in, I I watched an uh, interview with my hero director, which is Robert Lepage, a French Canadian director, and he was talking about all the great masters and saying that they were wonderful, but those styles are sort of dare I say this, dying out a little. Really? And in some way, that's a, that, that's a good thing because we evolve yeah. from that, but we evolve from them. So yes. the, involvement, the, the involving comes from them. Yes. So again, let's not poo-poo them, but um, it's interesting how, how acting styles have changed, especially now, obviously, we're having this 50-year anniversary of The National. Mm. They've been having TV shows and documentaries and obviously showing clips, and you can see... You know, Laurence Olivier being Othello, which obviously would never happen now anyway, because obviously he was wearing black makeup and that would not happen now. Yes. But not only that, you know, the, he again was a great and wonderful actor. But but now that of you the could time of that, but you could look at it now and go, oh, that's a bit over the top a little bit. So evolving, you know, is happening and, and talking to Eva and Tilly. Um, that's great for young actors so that they feel confident with of the old, but. Of of the new as well, yeah. so they have the have the framework to go into rehearsal and then be free from all the stuff they've done previously. Yeah, so that's it's good. good. It's good. And then we spoke to Paul Clayton as well. Yes, lovely Chairman. Paul. Yes. yes, with his um, he was having had a nice large coffee as he came in. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was interesting because uh, talking to an actor also written a book about corporate acting. Yes, and also the chairman of of the Actors Centre. So. We had three interesting subjects to talk about. Yeah, 
and there was a lot of good tips in there uh, for corporate acting and um, interesting his take on it and his story with dealing with it and mm. um, you know the things that you can you can change and and the kind of you've got to be very selfless when you're doing role play because it's about them not you yes yeah which is isn't it yeah which is again I, and actually funnily enough i think that's great a great tool for for learning because uh it's very much being in the moment with the, the role play because the other person you're not rehearsed with yeah they're not an actor <laughs> so either are actor. they uh you've got no so choice you're being it doing it right there and then um so I, th- I think that's it's quite interesting. I've never done role play actually, and I actually would run a mile from it personally because I'd probably hate it. But I think a I think it's a good way of being out there and doing it. And I think a lot of you know a, it was a good way for actors to make some money when they're not working. Which yeah, is the, probably the most motivation that people do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it was good to speak so, to Paul. So that was good. So people we've got coming up, we've been in talks with uh, a few different guests. Should we mention a few of them? Yes, we've got uh, Claire Evans coming up. She's a producer. She's uh, produced at the Finborough and at the Union. Uh, she's a good friend of mine as well, actually. Uh, so she's coming. We're going to interview her, hopefully, at the Union. Um, and she's going to give us... Well, we're going to ask her about producing and about actors producing. Mm, producing your own shows. did Edinburgh this year, so... That'd be good. about doing, producing and putting your own st- show on, because a lot of actors end up doing that so they can get mm. seen which is a good thing so hopefully we'll talk to her about that and uh raymond yes. who is in new york yes uh, uh raymond is an actor he's actually currently training at this actor studio in new york so that'd be interesting because that's all the very much the method mm. um so it'd be interesting to speak to him um, who else? We've got the two ladies from the Mono Box. Oh, the Mono Box. Yes, that'll be interesting to find out about more about them. And yes, the, the, mo- the box itself. Yes, the box of uh, box of scripts of monos. So, um, and who else have we got? Uh, I think that's all we we've have. got. Well, we've, we're targeting. Um, we've been. I've been speaking, having meetings about getting some more tutors on board. Um, oh, from so the actor centre. From the actor centre. Okay, so we've great. hopefully got some. Some more people giving you some tips out there. And, um, oh, yes, you mentioned writing, writers and uh, uh, directors. Directing, moving to directing, yep. Um, and learning your lines, poems and things yeah. like that. Okay, that's great. So, um, so, yeah, we've got quite diverse things coming up. Good. But for today, <laughs> let's talk about, because you've recently done um, a workshop at Arts Ed, your old, yes, your old college. My old college, yes. This is the, for the, the BTEC course. Uh, so they're... So they're 16, 15, to 16. 16 to 18? Oh, yes. BTEC would be level two or three. So that, yeah, one, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, level 10, kind of whatever, thing. whatever yeah. level, I don't care. But um, yes, and that was, that, was, that, was, that was fun. That was really good. Uh, it was weird because I actually did the class in one of my studios that I sang in. So that was a bit weird. But um, no, that was really great because I did a Shakespeare uh, workshop with them about not doing Shakespeare, you know, which we've, yes. if anyone's heard any of the, any of the shows we've talked about talk that. When we've talked about Shakespeare specifically, we've done, talked about the doing of. So I did that with them and it was very interesting because, you know, they're young kids and uh, one, one of the lads came up and said to me, oh, yes, I'm doing, a, 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 doing a, spe- a Shakespeare speech at the moment. I said, oh, what's that from? He said, oh, it's King John. And I thought, oh, God, that's, wow. Okay, you <laughs> young kid, okay. So I got him to do um, the speech that you did actually from oh um, twelfth night twelfth night yes, Sebastian's um, speech. This is the air. That this is, is the glorious air. That is the glorious sun. sun. That's it. Uh, 
And I got people crawling all over him. And because and, uh, <laughs> uh, did you get him to do it first without anything? Yes, I got him to do it first. So, yes, I got him to do it first, and, and then say to the guys, "Is is he doing his Shakespeare? Is he putting it on? Putting it on what you expect?" And they said yes. So then I just avoided. Basically, what I did is I by getting people to jump on him. What I mean is I I had distraction, so he yes. was distracted. Because things were irritating, or I, can't, I think I had girls fancying him, or something ridiculous like that, <laughs> swooning uh, over him. Yeah, and uh, the distraction enabled him to be freer, which enabled him to not do, and uh, and then they noticed the difference. And what with him doing it with the people on him, yeah, and made dif- made a difference. Yeah, and then I did it another way, I think, and then then I got him to do it just talking to us and and I asked were you more interested and they 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 said they were um <laughs> so uh, yeah so that was good and and a um, couple of other things I got I think I did a, a Hella and Hermia scene from Midsummer Night's Dream and got them to just do their makeup or something just anything that's distracting yeah taking from, away from what from what because it's in the workshop situation you can do anything you can do yeah. absolutely anything so took them away from what they th- perceive or anyone perceives to be the Shakespeare thing. Yeah. So, uh, and I just, you know, told them and convinced them that Shakespeare and new writing are the same. There's no different, mm. no different at all. So, yeah, so that was great fun. And I'm going back to do one on the 6th of November. Great, great. And it's interesting because I think that's, this is why workshops are great and those environments because, or if you're working with someone on a monologue, because if you're trying to do it yourself, you... You can't. How do you get distracted yourself? You you need someone to create those distractions or create that environment. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. I mean, that's why I remember when I was at drum school. They they we say you chop vegetables or do something in the kitchen, yes. which is actually and that was to learn lines actually. But I think actually take it further and actually do your speeches while while you're cooking or washing up. Or, yeah. Or doing it sounds very boring, I, but it but actually th- and possibly maybe record it. Yes. I don't know. That's that's up to you. The actors do sometimes. Actors do sometimes. Don't record. I do. Right. I, 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 I couldn't did. Bear, couldn't bear doing that. I used to hate doing that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Just so it's it's amazing what a distraction. Or again, in rehearsals, I'd love to say to actors, right, let's play the opposite. Let's do the opposite of what this scene is about. You still have the same intention. But yes. You just don't do what you expect to do, and then something different comes out and you go oh well that's quite interesting yeah just for the purposes of doing it that creates a different yeah that works great great with new writing or or newer writing Mm. classical uh, theatre because I suppose with new writing you're still trying to find your way with it there's no set if it's something new there's not it's not been done before in a certain way so you can do anything with it can't you so much you can to a point yes I mean it's, it's interesting how writers come to you and say oh I never expected it to be like that well of course it's not because it's been in your head or on a piece of paper mm. or on your computer screen for years uh, and then suddenly an actor gets to voice it or it, well before that a director speaks, sits down and says looks at it and says this gets more shape of it then an actor speaks of it and then another shape gets comes to it and then you rehearse it and an even more shape comes to it because you're changing bits and bits and an intention and allowing and all this sort of stuff mm. so that uh, the actor is doing his job doing his thing and 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 the new the writer in most of my experiences, maybe a couple had not, I've been pleased. Yeah. And I've, I've gone, oh, wow, yes. Um, it's their interpretation, your interpretation, and then the actor's interpretation on top of that. 
Yeah, I think it's more, personally, I actually think it's more the actor's interpretation. It's just you just going, uh, tweaking here and there. But it, I suppose it is the director's interpretation, yes, but the actor's the person doing the thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not going on stage every night and saying, can you just do that again, please? Because I don't, you know, they're doing it, not <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. So, um, well, going back to distractions, I found that when I was on the train running lines, because mm. I would record um, the other people's lines mm. on my phone, mm. leaving gaps for me to say them so that if I was on the train, I could um, right. listen to the whole, do the whole play, but with myself wow. recorded. And, so you and recorded the whole play? The whole play. Wow, okay. Everything, uh, all the bits that I was in, which was yeah. the last thing I did was all of it. Yes, so, it was, yes. So I just recorded everyone else leaving gaps for me. And then every day, run it on my phone. And how does that uh, help you then? Really, with just lines, just remembering lines, just running lines, getting used to cues, getting and, and listening to it. And every time I listen to it, I'd hear something different. Oh, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like either yeah, something yeah. I'd say something, and I'd go, "Oh yeah," and mm. a light bulb would go off. But mm. distract. It was so distracting doing that on the train, on the on the tube. Not so bad. It is noisy, obviously, but on like a, a national rail train, or when it's when it's mad, yes, and there's so much going on around, it's yes. really hard to focus on your lines and and saying them but right. But that's probably interesting. With that, I know this is going to sound weird, but with that distraction, it may have helped you. Um, what's the word? Concentrate. Yes. More. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, made me think about it more. Yeah, and had to really think. What, what's coming up and, yes. and also and I don't know if this is this is a technique that works for me but obviously I, I leave myself when I first do the, when I first get the script and I'm starting to learn it I do this recording so I leave myself a long time mm. to say the lines obviously a little bit longer than I need to it's it's very interesting how actors have different ways because a friend of mine she uh, she types out the whole script oh really yeah oh, she types it all out I think she types other people's lines out as well, well. yeah she types it that's a good idea, I um, suppose. That would that well, I'd still be on the first page. Yeah, that like three of rehearsals, but <laughs> but um, you know, it's interesting how people. A lot of people tape record, um, mm. but it is interesting. So, so yeah, so your play, the, the last play you did was was two it's two uh, Bernard Shaw short plays, right? And they and were called they were called uh, Dark Lady of the Sonnets, right? And Overruled. And what were they about? So uh, Dark Lady of the Sonics was uh, basically Bernard Shaw's take on Shakespeare. Right. And uh, set in Shakespeare's time. And it was about William Shakespeare, who I was playing. Right. And um, he was meeting his uh, mistress, which is supposedly Mary Fitton um, in history. And it's about um, Shakespeare writing the sonnets about this dark lady that he's supposedly having an affair with. But... uh, the person he runs into who he thinks is his mistress is not. It's actually Queen Elizabeth the first. Okay, think. so it's obviously fictitious. Absolutely. Um, because I saw it and the conversation that you would have had with the Queen would not Exactly. Happen. He's this um, kind of yeah, cocky, confident. So what what how did um because it's quite a bizarre it's it's, it's almost farcical in a way. Um yeah. how, how did you approach that because i know some actors would go i'm playing william shakespeare so i have to be like that which of course he wasn't he was from the warwickshire and yes stratford Stratford, yeah um all that so how did you take that on then well the bernard shaw that i've done i've done a fair few bernard shaws and there i've played you know uh cockney characters and Mm. the last person i played was bentley in miss alliance which was completely 
so posh and mm. um, right wing. It's unreal. Nothing like you at all. Nothing. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So so I kind of my experience of doing Shaw had been that kind yeah. of thing. So I kind of had to go strike in between somewhere in between and see where that led me. Yeah. Because I couldn't be one or the other. So yes. I kind of just tried to go in the middle somewhere and just see what happened. And for, I mean, we only had about eight, nine days rehearsals. We didn't have oh, too right. long no. to rehearse it. I would have liked longer. Did you rehearse at the theatre? Yes. Oh, well, that's a little bit of a relief. Yes. So at least the blocking and things like that were all, yeah. all in our heads. But And there were, li- there were so many lines. It was ridiculous, you know, like the long speeches and stuff. Mm. Um, and obviously his language, it was take on Shakespeare's language. Yes. So it was, it's like doing a Shakespeare, basically. So, yeah, so it was... Um, so did you have to look... Check all the references, look up the references, I did. find out what you were talking about. I or did you already know all of them? No, I didn't. And I, I looked up his sonnets, the ones specifically, um, I don't remember now, I can't remember, the ones 152 or something to 159 were about yeah. the mistress and the, the dark, the, lady, the dark yeah. lady. So I looked up those and read those. And um, yeah, I kind of, it, I found that it, it changed definitely yeah. throughout the rehearsal period and it changed well, when I was on stage. Saw you on the before you finished, didn't I? Just yeah, well, it's closer night, to the before you closed. Few, finished. Yeah, um, yeah, a few nights before. And he was very cheeky, Shakespeare. He was a quite a, a cheeky shape that you. Yeah, well, I played. Which, yeah. which was which was quite nice instead of a uh, sort of I'm Shakespeare. Um, but it was a weird play, I have to say. Yeah, there's a lot um, of references in it as there's well. A, there's a lot of references. Well, I, I think a lot of references that if you're. Uh, a Burnshaw or Shakespeare nut you get completely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I got some of them. I didn't get all of them. Um, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it very much. So it was just uh, a very interesting play. And I would imagine he just thought, well, I'll just write write this quickly. Yeah. Cause, uh, it's only 25 minutes. Because his plays are very long. Yeah, normally, and, yeah. And massive, you know, big socialist that he was. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. And the other play was... The was uh, Overruled. So that was very farcical. That was Bernard Shaw's version of a oh, farce. Oh, that's right. And that's... You told me... Uh, Coward was was uh, Noel Coward was um, inspired by it to write Private Lives. Yes, and as I was is. watching it, I was thinking, "This is like Private Lives." Yeah, uh, and there was another play I can't remember that I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was very sort of Oscar Wilde. Which yes, is, it's kind yes. of similar as well, sort of comedy of manners and uh, yeah, and uh, it, was, it it actually was a bit abs- it was a bit absurd as well, and going into the theatre of the absurd. Um, yes, you know, especially the the point the point where you're discussing. Your wives are discussing if they can have an affair with the other one, yeah, with each other, and or she's, something. Yes, not with each other, not two men, but I mean, no. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. The wives are discussing whether they would have an affair with their hus- other the other husbands. husbands that's yeah, it. Um, yeah. It was good. It was it was good. Uh, it was nice. Actually, it was interesting how the two complemented each other in mm. the sense of the style. Like you said, the first one was a little bit farcical, and the second one was definitely farcical. Yes. So it's kind yeah. of uh, it was interesting and. Um, I tried to play him a bit more, um, mm. a bit posher and kind of try yeah. and strike a little bit of a contrast there. Uh, bizarrely enough, actually, he seemed more educated than Shakespeare. He seemed more of an educated man than yeah. Shakespeare, yeah. which is quite interesting. So th- so is this your, this is your first uh, fri- London Fringe play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, um, yeah, the first one I've done since moving here. And, and um, what's... Th- it was good. It was good. It was the Pentameters Theatre in Hampstead. Yeah. So um, if anyone out there has, has been or, or seen it, will know the th- what the theatre's like. It's about 50, 60-seater. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, quirky. 
It's got it's a lot of character, quirky. isn't it? Yeah, the lady running it is extremely quirky. But Leone, really yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's I've never been there before. So, uh, oh, really? So, uh, yeah, no, it's very nice. And what the thing that struck me first is obviously how close you are. I don't know if this is, I mean, I've been to some fringe venues, but these they, you were super close. Yeah. Uh, at one point where, you, you know, you're at the edge of the stage, the seats start. So people yeah. Are, yeah. people's feet are at your feet, effectively. And there was one point where I walked closer to the the front of the stage and people had their feet on the stage yeah and they just sort of quickly retreated their feet back and thought oh god he's coming closer that's and it's really weird because actually in that performance i went to there were two women that just talked i don't know if you actually remember there were two women talked out quite loudly yeah and i just thought oh god they're you know there's still people that still can't believe that actors can't hear what people are saying yes that's that's funny you just reminded me of a story that one of the i think the second week we were doing it Someone fainted oh, God. in the audience. Did I tell you that? No. Did I not tell you? No. So I was in the first play, Shakespeare has this long A4 <laughs> speech, and I got about halfway through, and there's a, a move that I crossed to the other side of the stage yeah. halfway through. And as I was doing that, she fainted. I saw in the audience a woman fall forward and oh. in, fell into the person in front of her. Oh, right. And I thought, what's happened? Yeah. And, and saw people fussing around her. And mm. thought, oh God, she's fainted. Talk about distractions. <laughs> yeah. <You see. laughs> Completely. Because yeah. obviously there's not... That was your best performance yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had no idea what I was yeah. saying. I'm, I know apparently what came out of my mouth was the lines. Yes. But constantly one yeah, eye on this, yeah, being aware yeah. of... And she had to be carried out. Oh, so the whole second half place, of my speech... Because it's not very wide uh far back auditorium no <laughs> it's very wide but not far back. yeah but it is that it is weird because every time every even experienced actors that have been on fringe even even after even then the next play they're in that's on fringe they all that's the first thing they say when you get into the theater oh they're very close aren't they mm. say, well you you know you've been doing it for you but it is it is a strange thing and and people do put their feet out but once they've you've walked very close to them they never put their feet <laughs> out again <laughs> that's it yeah um but it is, it is. I suppose it is a bit daunting to to do a fringe, uh, a, a sort of London fringe or a close up audience mm. thing. Um, well, I mean, I've done TI, I've done TIE in the past. Mm. You know, going to schools and things like that. Yeah, and they're at your feet and you're right up close. But I suppose it was because it was something different. It was a you know a more serious production and yes. you know it's yes. not school panto kind of type style yes um it was a bit more riding on it so yes. um but it was it was a bit a bit odd first because when you look out into the audience you you can see people like it's mm. not like they're not perhaps the, the, the far is yeah. you can't yeah. see so well but you're looking directly at people yes as you're saying these speeches and it can it was yes. the first few was i think one one play i was working on the one of the critics decided to sit on the front row with a notepad no, and make notes during the show, and that's that's just horrible for any <sighs> actor to have to sit there and I had just just as soon as they've said something, the head goes down and pen goes. You yes. Say, oh God, what have I done? What I did know. I say wrong? You know, critics is a, again. That's another oh world. I, you don't have to. I, I it's weird. I can relate to that. I did a um, amateur production of Waiting for Godot. Yeah. And I was playing Lucky, who you know mm. has just got the ridiculously mm. crazy speech, and it was done in the round, which is a bit interesting. And um, there was a guy there because it had been nominated for, or, or been some adjudicator had come because they'd entered it into a competition. Some important person. Some important person who thinks they're an important person. Yeah. Okay. And they had the script, 
And as I was oh, doing, God, they were following the script. And as I was doing yeah. this long speech, I looked over and he was following me. Yes, that's to make sure that also happened when I did I right. uh, um, Comedy of Errors in open air theatre. Really? Yeah, in Cambridge. And people following this. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, just, it was the most horrendous. They've got nothing else to do. There's, don't come, just read it. Yeah. Go home and read it. Yeah. Don't come and see it. And follow <laughs> don't to make sure. Don't bother us. Go and bother yourself somewhere else. Oh, God. So, yes. But it was interesting and um, it was a good experience. Three mm. weeks of, you know, intensive kind of, uh, well, five weeks, really, yeah. I suppose. And yeah. it went on quick. And, um, yeah, so that was good. I'd, I'd want to do more, obviously. Yeah. I'd like to do more. Yes. And... Um, it's nice to do. I've done enough Shaw this year. I think that was the sixth play I've done. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Of Bernard Shaw, uh, I think. Yeah. So far in 18 months. So I think I'm all shored out for the moment. Yes, I'm sure you are. Give me something else. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, we've talked about Bernard Shaw enough. Next year, you've got an idea for another workshop type thing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Because it well, re- it's really interested me. The poetry one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, well, I d- actually, bizarrely, I did a workshop at the Park Theatre recently using poetry as a way of, again, distraction, must be my favourite thing, um, <laughs> of finding the story within uh, the poem. So, for instance, when you do a, a speech from a play... Uh, that speech obviously has its own story within itself. And we get uh, so into that that we think, oh, am I doing this right? Is this going right? Where's the pinnacle point in this speech? La, 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 la. So I decided to use poetry because it's not drama, although it is. Um, And again, it's a distraction from drama. So we, we use poetry and we, again, did stupid, silly things and... I said to people, where's the drama there? Has the poem changed from when we sh- the person first read it to the work we've done on it? And that sort of thing. So that was, that's, that was the workshop. Mm. And then um, I'd seen some poetry evenings and, and thought they're very nice, but they're just, here's the next person standing up doing the poetry. Here's the next person, clap, clap, clap. Oh, that's lovely, very nice. Yeah. And uh, thought, well, there must be more to it than that. They've just, just got up and read it. Just got, well, they've just got up and told us this story, this great poem, this great story, which usually is is from personal experience, and you just think, oh, is that it? Is that all? It's not going to go any further. So I've got this idea to do uh, uh, some performances with poets, uh, and they're going to be dotted around the room. We're going to use a place, there's a a venue in London Bridge, um, and the poets will have a conversation. Brilliant. But the conversation will change, so so that that yeah, it's, it's still in its early stages. So uh, I've still got to f- figure out how that happens. But uh, but that's you know that's one of the things I've got going, and as well as doing my one to ones with actors yes. and uh, and all those sorts of things um, and work other workshops. And I'm doing a play in the spring uh, by Gogol, which is the government inspector, which is quite a well known play. Oh, wow. at a drama school in East London. So I'm doing that. Uh, so yeah, so so I'm always interested in doing new, different types yeah. of things or looking at things in a different type of way. Because I do seem to talk about classical theatre a lot. I've noticed on podcasts, but really? that's not what I did. Well, I'm very interested in new, different ways. And uh, if you go to my website, you'll see that um, <laughs> it does, I do talk about um, um, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and when I'm working with actors for auditions or for for um, 
or for people that actually that aren't actors that want to do have some confidence, we look at it very similarly into the ways that we're talking with Eva and Tilly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we break it down, we look at it, we look at what's going on, maybe within ourselves, maybe that sounds a bit scary, but it's not. Uh, just get the truth of what's going on yeah. at the time. And it's really exciting to do that. And once you just, once someone's started to achieve, it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it opens up a lot of doors yeah. and a lot of, yeah. yeah. Great, okay, good. Oh, what was, was that your phone? I, I don't know. I don't know if that would come out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, let's, let's call it a day there. Um, thank you very much to the young Vic. Just want to give them another plug. Yes, thank you For letting much. us use their room. Very nice. And um, we mentioned their, uh, the musical... The Scottsboro Boys, which is on here, and we're both going to go yeah, see that. Yeah, actually, their 2014 program is quite exciting. They've got um, Juliet Stevenson in Happy Days. They've oh, yeah. got a view from a bridge. I'm just reading the program. Uh, the Valley of Astonishment, which is a Peter Brook play. Streetcar and Desire with... Um, want to see that. What's her name? Gillian Anderson, that's the one. Yeah. Then the Cherry Orchard, then this interesting thing called Gollum. So I've just read you the whole... That's the, the new main program. things. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so for more information, you can go to youngvic.org. And their, I assume their box office here is 0207-922-2923. Just to give them a plug. Or you so. could follow us on, <laughs> yes. as I'm frantically looking at my phone. On Twitter. On Twitter. What's the Twitter? It's at DBSD. That's it. Delta Bravo Sierra Delta Pod Podcast. And Don't be so dramatic podcast, DBSD podcast. Yes, and your website is? My website? Yes. Oh, I, I need to update it, actually. You've just reminded me. StephenMartinBradley.com. Stephen with a PH. Okay. StephenMartinBradley.com. And mine is uh, uh, JasonBmore.com, just in case you want to... Check it out. Designed by me. Designed by you. <laughs> I want to just say that. So, uh, so, so this has been a real love fest podcast. Hasn't it? <laughs> <coughs> oh, yeah. Um, so yes, follow us on Twitter and get in touch with us if you if you want us to cover anything specific or if you've got a question for either of us, get in touch. Yeah, actually that is quite quite important because you know we talk about we're bringing people in and la 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 la. But it's if you've got something, then please, or you maybe there's someone that you've actually met and you think, oh, they've got a lot of interesting things to say. Maybe we could interview them. So yeah, no, that would be really good. Get in touch. We've got an email address: so dramatic podcast at gmail.com so um, if you don't want to get in touch with Twitter or you don't have Twitter you can get in touch with us so dramatic podcast at gmail.com brilliant thank you Jason thank you Steve <laughs> that's it for this week thanks everyone for listening I'm Stephen Bradley and I'm Jason B. Moore don't be so dramatic bye